Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with your hosts, Jake and Randy, discussing all things freestyle frisbee and whatever else that comes up. Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. Hey, Randy, how's it going? Hey, Jake, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So we have a cool new concept uh, that we're going to try out for this podcast, and hopefully it'll be a reoccurring theme. Uh, We're inviting uh, Doug Fresh to come and talk to us. Yes, and we're going to call this segment, this reoccurring segment, Dougie Fresh's Top 10. So welcome, Dougie Fresh. To clarify matters, um, and just to get this off my plate in the early goings of this interview, I'm really thinking of it of maybe not the best, but really the players that I get a chance to play with frequently, also that I really love watching play. Um, So best is always, and top 10 is always uh, a misnomer, I think. But maybe this is the dream team 10. Yeah, so it's like a fantasy football, but this is fantasy freestyle team. Yes, I like it. Yes, okay. So why don't you give us the entry point to the top 10? Who is number 10 on your list? Oh, I'm not doing it in order. Oh. You're not doing it in order? (laughs) What order are you doing it in? (laughs) Random. Random (laughs) top 10. I can't do... It's hard enough to pick 10 players, and there's so many great players out there that I think it's too exacting to to narrow it down in such a in such a fashion are you giving numbers are you going to say this is number 10 this is number seven or are you just going to give us no, a I, list of 10 names list of 10 in no particular order without any further ado jake and randy have both made dougie fresh's top 10 i'm feeling like this list is suspect well, you know, I, I have to ensure my con- the continued existence of, of Dougie Fresh's top ten. I know that sibling rivalry exists. I'm adding Matt to this mess. There you go. There you go. Good call. Good call. Well, that sibling rivalry thing, that's certainly accurate for Matt and I. Uh, I see him play. We go out and jam, and he pulls out these moves that I've never seen before, and it just blows my mind. And all I can think is... How come I can't keep up with this guy? He's so good, and I just—it just drives me to work that much harder. So, so we've got three. Moving over to the other side of the pond. Yes. Um, two guys who I saw play very recently in Brooklyn. Fabio is just an unbelievable player. I love watching him play. Love playing with him. And Chega is another one who fires me up every time I see him. He's just like whirling like a dervish, peeling out, having a great time, uh, really fun to play with. So those two guys definitely are in like Flynn. Yeah, yeah, I would have to agree. I think Fabio is probably one of the players that has the deepest pockets going. So that's a, we got a couple there, I think. Five. Right. Five. And then, speaking of deep pockets, Mr. James Wiseman has some ferociously deep pockets. Pockets go down to his toes. Yeah. He, he does things on a, on a consistent basis that really make me nauseous. He's one of the few people that basically have disregarded all 
my Freshian philosophies and all my attempts to guide him um, were my original, and I have to rethink this, but I always tell people like to accentuate their strengths and minimize their weaknesses. James kind of heard that go in one ear and out the other ear, and he was like, no way, I'm maximizing my weaknesses. It served him well. That pushed him through the stratosphere. I like that philosophy, and I like that uh, that he actually took it the other way, which is also a good philosophy. I think there's going to be fewer people in the world that can do what James did effectively, but I think if if you're able to do that, the results can be... Well, what we've seen, um, getting to know James a little bit as a off the court as well. We're talking about an incredibly disciplined young fella. There's not a whole lot of people, I don't think, that have the kind of discipline that he that he does. So, Jake, what do you think about that maximize, minimize uh, philosophy? I love that there are different approaches to the game, and I, I completely. So, I actually, I would usually give a new player very similar advice to Doug's advice, which is, you know, stick with the things that you're capable of. Stick with the things that you're having success with. I tend to go that route because I want the players to get hooked. I want them to, to have success and enjoy what they're doing. But I think that it can become a limitation at some point. When if you only focus on your successes, you don't, you don't, you stop growing at some point. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a really good point. You have to recognize the new person's tipping point when they can take that that advice and push it the other direction. Yeah, and it's almost like the person has to recognize it in themselves. They have to say, okay, I'm really hooked on this now. I want more, so show me. And then they have to ask, show me something that I don't know how to do. Well, I bet you that all the people on this list so far have had uh, some level of James's approach where they just sat in a room or went out to the park and played by themselves and worked on skills. I mean, I know I've seen Fabio do it. I know I've seen videos of Chega doing it, basically doing setting, set, spin, catch both directions repeatedly. Uh, I know when I was new, I was doing the same thing. I think I've heard you talk about that too, Randy. Focusing in on, on certain things and not jamming, but actually doing the work to get something done definitely requires a bit of passion. That's very deep. Do we, <laughs> I remember, as a matter of fact, you were saying about Chega doing one spin one way, one spin the other. I def- definitely remember a clip of Chega doing, I think, doubles, 10 double spinning barrels in a row. Um, yeah. yeah. That's kind of cool. Um, it's very cool. I mean, when you see that, you realize, oh, he can do that whenever he wants. It's yeah. not just like he throws it out there with an 80% confidence. He's got that in pocket. It's Somebody else who can... Uh, pretty much hit doubles on cue a little bit from the the older school. Um, and again, I think we're all slightly biased to the people that we get to um, to play with on a regular basis because we get to see the stuff that's not necessarily on video day in, day out, I think really sticks in your brain. Ted Oberhaus can just hit doubles and for that matter triples until the cows come home. You know, he hasn't competed in a long time, but the guy is the last person on the jam field, and he is a joy to play with. He's just having the best time, no matter who he's playing with, no matter what the conditions, no matter what throw you throw him, no matter how far away it is from him. He's like, oh, great throw. 
meanwhile, I would be like shaking my head and what kind of crap was that? And Ted's like, that's a great throw. Yeah. So you never get uh, an Oberhouse sneer. There is never an Oberhouse sneer. And, and when, when he needs to hit a double or like I said, for that matter, a triple in the bank. And usually barefooted. And usually barefooted. So extra style points there. Speaking about style points, I think just flat out style watching Daniel O'Neill is like a style clinic has the it factor, the style it factor and and just about everything else. Another one who's like, I think he was a, a counter player and I'm not really sure that he likes counter more now. Super deep pockets, super deep style and intense creativity. The first word that comes to mind when I think of Daniel, I think the word is buttery. Mm, mm. Yeah, he certainly has that buttery um, flying guidance where he seems to um, start with a little bit of like margarine and then float right. up into the buttery area. Right, and then it's um, creamy. And it's yeah, and like, then it gets wow. to the whipped butter area. Exactly. Before he starts coming back down to earth, he's in the the whipped butter zone. <laughs> he also has a huge vacation that he just lays it out for. Ah, beyond sabbatical, it's what I like to call junior year abroad. I think we should call it early retirement. <laughs> oh, I think so. No, no, no. I think there's a bigger one that's out there that maybe we haven't seen yet. But I've heard oh, rumors so that somebody's doing a bigger one where they, they literally can do it only once a jam and they get hurt. <laughs> What is that? It's like you fly, you do the crow, and then you like insert your head into the earth. <laughs> I think it's something like that. <laughs> the ostrich crow. Oh my god, the ostrich death crow. <laughs> you get one, and then you're retired. So it's early retirement. <laughs> um. So in the style realm, Mayor Dad is killing it as well. The guy is just so pretty, so fun to watch, and that wacky sort of underhand counter brush that he does just kind of makes me salivate. I wish I could do that. That's like one of the things that I don't think I'll ever be able to do, but I can certainly dream about. That right-handed brush? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that like underhanded right-handed brush looks so cool to me and so uh, useful as well. A, a joy to, to watch. And he's a joy to play with, too. Yeah, and, he's, and a joy to you, play with. Yeah. Well, I like what I like about Murdoch is his uh, creativity. He's coming up with some new things that I don't think people have seen before. That one where you, he hangs it on a steep angle on one hand and reaches behind his back and touches the top and turns it over and shoots it out. Yeah. That's, oh, that's pretty cool. I've been trying to work that into something myself and steal it because yeah. it's so cool. There's several of that that Berlin crew that are kind of working that weird, like German PK and uh, Stefan Dunkel, I think. Yeah, is, Dunk, man. Is, that guy, that I know about. That guy is way underrated. He's yep. a great player. I really like watching him play. He gets his stuff on video, too. Like he, He's out there doing it. Um, I think I watched some Berlin video recently, and they were just all of them hitting chair brushes with impunity. I just think it's a pretty hard move, and they were like just hitting it every time, no problem, right to the next guy. They're all angle, any angle, any yeah. spin, just... Here, I'm hungry. Throw it to me. Um, so where am I now? Well, you got nine so far. So you only have one more name to add. This one, again, I think it may have a, 
a slight grandfathered in um, flavor um, to others, but to me, it's a, it's a no brainer. I think he's the, when we talk about deep pockets, the guy who invented deep pockets is Joey Hudaklin, and I think he's on my list. Again, he lived in New York City for a long, long time, and I got to see stuff that you know will never show up on video and will never show up in the results of the tournament. But uh, there were periods of time when I would call it the he's Joey and you're not part of the jam blew my mind. And this is not that long ago, so I would have to say this is present day he's he's a member of the top 10 i think that's a good call i mean how can you how can you argue with joey in the top 10 yeah you can't no it is it's just a statement it is like you say dougie like creating a top 10 i can think of 10 more just right off my head oh yeah as well yeah 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 i like watching um alex leist um florian um, Sasha Hone, those guys were a blast to watch in Brooklyn. Another one I, I, that I, this was a couple of years ago, but Anton Kappelman, really, really fun to play with, really, really fun to watch. Oh, how did I leave Leitner off this? That's crazy. Right, um, I was going to say, where's Mr. Leitner? Yeah, man? yeah, yeah. And you know who also is uh, so so Cla- Claudio Chigna? Yes, yes. But Leitner's on that list, so somebody's coming off. Knock me oh, off. Oh, no, you're changing Get me the out list. of there. Get me out. I don't want to be on that list. Get me off All right, the list. All right, you're you're out of there. Thank you're you. out of there, good. partner. Good, good. Now it feels less... Uh, less yeah, less, less Homer. Something cloud. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think I, in my brain, I had Tommy on there probably literally number one, and so I spaced that. But Tommy's one who I absolutely never get tired of watching. He does it in the finals all the time. Um, and watching the shit that he does on the beach just basically makes me cry. No reason that he's able to pull off some of those combos. Beautiful. Love it. Yep. Yeah. I emulated a lot of my beach game from, from watching Tom, playing with Tom. You know? All right. I feel more comfortable now getting, getting yeah. Rando, man, off, off, off his you. podium and getting, and getting lightning on there. Thank you. I appreciate the love. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Well, that's that's a solid team you got there. Um, I, I can see those ten fellas having a pretty sweet jam on a sandbar in in the Gulf of Thailand, pretty much as the sand, as the sun's going down and the tide's going out. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, see you in Virginia States in a month or so. Yes, sir. And, yes, sir. Uh, and Jake, see you in not that long. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. All right, later. Thanks for listening to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. To contact us or for more info, check out our website.